0: Hey, let's hit the mental gym today and corner a few sales topics. Remember, if you have a question that you're, that you're struggling with an issue in your sales life, man, send me an email at thesaleslife1 at gmail.com. That's the sales life, the number one, at gmail.com. Because trust me, if you're struggling with it, many others are too. So, so don't not send it because you think that you're all the, the only one going through it? you ain 't trust me i 've been getting a lot of different emails from people that are struggling with different issues in their in their um, in their sales life so as we uh, continue on what we 'll do is, is we 'll address uh, some of these uh, some of these topics but um okay, so look here 's the thing so i 'm going to cover three of these sales tips today, but understand this that just because you hear these tips. Hearing it, man, is not enough. You get, you gotta, you gotta go put these things in the practice. Uh, remember, you can read the directions on the bottle of the medicine, but they only work until you apply it, because these tips are the the, the framework. And so, I just want to offer you these tips as a framework. How you adjust them to your personality or to your style is totally different. It, it's it, it's totally up to you, because my style is going to be totally different than your style. So. Although our styles are different, the framework is all very similar. So tip number one, what you lack in skill, you get you gotta make up for in numbers, man. Now this goes only not only for rookies, but this also goes for veterans in the in the sales game too. Because let me let me point you veterans out. A lot of times because you've been doing this a long time, you're skilled enough that you can manipulate your month to make your nut to cover your nut, whatever your monthly bills are. But what happens is, is you bang against those same numbers every single month, and you're not advancing in your career because you're you're lacking the skill, you're lacking the above and beyond skill set to get more customers. Of course, you want to make more sales, but you've got to do something different if you want to make more sales. And that means that you need to refine your skills even more. Now, even for rookies, I want to tell you this, you ain't going to naturally get it. The only way that you're going to get it is, is you, you got to grab more numbers. You're, you're not going to get better, man, in sales until you first get worse. That's right. You gotta bomb, you gotta go too far, you gotta get pushed down in the dirt, you gotta get laughed at, you gotta get hung up on many, 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 many times to the infinity power. That's the only way you're gonna get better. Look, we could have a classroom setting and teach sales all day long for weeks and weeks and weeks, but that's only in theory, dude. And the only way to test it is to get out there and apply it. And and that part is the mentally tough part. That part is is really, really tough really really sometimes discouraging as well because it's human nature to want to protect yourself from failing again but the lessons the lessons are all in the failure it's a lot like life and sales is a lot like life which is why I call this podcast the sales life because it's parallel to life itself look Selling is contrary to human nature. It's human nature to want to go protect yourself and hide and not take any more risk. But in order to really do big things, in order to accomplish big goals, not only in life, but also in sales, is you got to go out there and fail. And the only way that you're going to learn more is to go out there and and fail. Dust yourself off, get back up and go at it again. Look, the lesson's the the lessons are what help refine your style they they help you find your voice and then you you, you find your skills uh, within those within those failures and then you match those skills to your talent See, talent's not enough. Look, I've worked with professional athletes, former professional athletes, that that they, they, they couldn't cut it with me. They couldn't roll with me in sales. Now, they could bust my ass up on the field and on the court, but they, they, they had the talent, yes, but they were unwilling to go out there and learn a new, uh, new set of skills. And so what you've got to be able to do is just because you're talented in one area, that's all fine and good. That means that you're capable, but... The, the refinement part of it is the way to match that with your talent is all through the skills. And the only way that you're going to get more skillful in anything is reps, reps, reps. Tip number two, clarify the no. Now, here's the thing. For the customer, it, the easiest no for them to say is the first one. So, um, can I earn your business today? No. That's easy for them to say. The first one is, is real easy. The, the key to it is, is most salespeople turn back after the first no. They turn back from the, after the first no because why? We don't want to piss the customer off, right? No, it's not about doing that. You're not going to piss them off. What you got to do is you got to find the clarity in it. Okay, so here's the thing. The more no's, the more, the more NO's you get, the more you can get from the customer, the harder it is for them to actually say it. Because the first one is a knee-jerk no. But the 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 second and the third and fourth, what that causes them to do is if you're really skillful, we'll use that word again, and you help them unpack their thoughts. Because most nos, NO's, are actually not NO's at all. They're not no's at all. They're K and W's. They're the other nos. They don't know if they can afford it. They don't know if they can get approved for it. They don't know what their trade is worth. They, they don't, they don't even know if they can trust your product or your service or, or even you, they don't know if you're worth taking a risk on. So what, what you got to do is most of the nose, you got to find the fear. Most of the no's are fears and, and, and their nose are either fear-based are sometimes they're just assumptions. They're assumptions that they don't know why you're asking the question to begin with. And the only way that you're going to to um, clarify that is to go beyond, beneath the know. See, using their assumptions, and, 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 and many assumptions are from past experiences, and so they're false narratives. So when you're asking for something, it's normally they either use the past experience, which is a negative experience, or, or they're assuming they know why you're asking it. So your job as a salesperson, like I said just a second ago, is is to go below the no, below the no, and that's after the first one. Find the K-N-O-W. What are they thinking that needs to be said? And sometimes what it is, it's finding the fear. And other times what it is, it's clarifying why you're asking. For instance, a customer won't give you the number. Um, and so sometimes what you got to do, they won't give you the number. You know why? Because they think that you're going to blow them up. The second they drive out of here, like every other salesperson, you call them 30,000 30, times. So sometimes what I'll do is, is, is I'll say what they're thinking. So I'll say, look, Mr. Customer, I'm not going to call you like a bill collector. I'll only call you. Now, in my case, I sell cars. I'll only call you if this specific vehicle comes in. Now, what other vehicles are you also considering um, as well? So that way it kind of gives you a, a more reasons to uh, or more options to be able to, to, to call the customer or, or reasons to, to call the customer with. Now, and then once you do that, once you clarify the note, ask for it again. So, Mr. Customer, I'll only call you if this if this specific model comes in. If it doesn't, I'm not going to call you. Now, what's your number? And you say it with such confidence. Now, this is probably one of the only times I don't make eye contact with the customer. I'll look down at the papers as if to, like, I'm. I, come on, I need your number. I need to write it down. Most customers feel obligated, and they'll give it to you, and they'll say, oh, okay. Now, make sure if you say that. That you hold to you, to that standard too. Don't don't call them thirty thousand times. Now, if they won't give you that, get their get get their email address. Some sort of method of communication. Don't just chalk it up as a as a loss. So, it, it, look, it's worth emphasizing. Aside from fear, most no's, knows K and O Ws are your customers' assumptions from past experience, which is normally negative and false narratives. So after the no, after the NO, you need to clarify why you're asking and and the reason why you're why you're offering uh, a different idea or product as well. okay? Tip number three, I know you need to go, so I going a little bit longer. Tip number three is never end on a negative. never if you're gonna say something negative, always end on a positive. okay So look when you when you pop your hood the, the battery has what? They have negative? And positive connections, right? It's the same thing in your sales career. Your sales battery has positive and negative connections. So I can't stress this enough. Never deliver a negative message to a customer without ending on a positive. So you ever deliver a negative message to the customer and you don't say anything else? And y'all just sit there and stare at each other? Well, what normally happens you normally get the negative results because that's how you ended. You didn't spend it at all in any sort of positive way, in any other positive way for them to actually look at it. So, Gladys, hey, look, your payment's going to be $150 more per month. Now, the good news is, is you're going to get out of this 150,000-mile vehicle that you're in. The check engine light is on. The tires are bald. you got to get out of this thing. Now, yes, the payment's going to be a little bit higher, but the good news is you're going to be under a full factory warranty. Okay, or, or another way of saying something like that is, is look, this is a chance for you, Mr. Customer, to get your credit back reestablished. Okay, So you've had some bumps and bruises in your credit. Yes, the payment's a little bit higher, but the good news is you're going to be able to get your credit reestablished. If you don't do anything, if you don't buy anything, you'll never get your credit back reestablished. So this is a good opportunity for you. Now, I've got you set up 45 days from first payment. Is that good? Or for your first payment. Is that good? See, what you're doing is you're 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 delivering a benefit, but what you're also doing is you're pushing forward in your sale instead of having this awkward showdown. Remember, dude, you're an options trader and you gotta trade options and 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 offer one option, trade it out for another until and it's just different ways for them to look at it. And so what you're doing is, is you're giving them other ways besides just, hey, a budget standpoint, I'm just going to use that as an example, instead of the negative one budget standpoint, why not offer it, spin it to three or four different ways for them to look at it in the positive light as well. Hey, that's what happens in life too, right? You can get hit with something negative in life, but you also have other positive ways to look at it, but you got to find it. You got to look for the positives. So anyway, that's all the time that we have today. That's your three sales tips. Remember, learn from what you listen. Apply it to your life. Remember this, no matter what happens in life, life's all negotiable, and the greatest sale that you'll ever make is the sale. You own you because you're more than enough. Thanks for tuning into The Sales Life. on Marsh Bice, and I'll see you next time.